Coming up on this episode of Abundantly Charged, Jill and I talk about the power of questions to cultivate or diminish curiosity and wonder. Stay tuned. Welcome to our third season of Abundantly Charged. We're your hosts, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter, and Jill Lewis, CEO of Brilliance and Beyond. As we begin to think about life on the other side of a global pandemic, we realize that everything in life is forever changed. We're all in the midst of creating new routines in all aspects of our lives, from how we shop to how we socialize to how we travel and even to how we spend our free time. We're contemplating new ways to think about how we integrate work and home, and even how we educate our children. We've learned that our children cannot and should not be measured on high-stakes tests alone. We've learned that there are multiple ways to connect with our students, and we need to move away from a one-size-fits-all approach to teaching and learning. We've learned we need to engage our students in pedagogy and experiences that respect each student's human desire to learn. And finally, we've learned that the cultivation of curiosity and wonder in our curriculum and in our instruction invites each of our students to experience profound relevance and connection to the people and the world around them. In our 10 episodes this season, we'll explore the paradigm shifts we need to consider as we think about and explore how to cultivate wonder and curiosity in abundantly charged classrooms. We thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Hello and welcome to Abundantly Charged. I'm Dr. Grant Chandler. And I'm Jill Lewis. And together, Grant and I are very excited to welcome you to this episode in our third season of this podcast. It's bigger than just eliciting a response. Today, we explore another in our series of paradigm shifts that provide the foundation for our work to cultivate curiosity and wonder. And here it is in a nutshell. Fewer is better. Use deeper questions to provoke thinking, not just to get an answer from a student. I'll say that again. Fewer is better. Use deeper questions to provoke thinking, not just to elicit responses from students. As we continue to explore paradigm shifts that are necessary for cultivating curiosity and wonder, let's be reminded of how we define these terms. Curiosity is defined as the strong desire to explore something that is interesting, challenging, and relevant to your life. And wonder is defined as the way to think about, to study, and explore something interesting, challenging, and relevant to your life. Well, you know, we ask questions for a lot of reasons. And, you know, if we think about lesson design, a lot of what we do in terms of the questions, 
that we ask really isn't necessarily or directly tied to cultivating curiosity and wonder. They often come for other reasons. You know, one of them being, well, we ask questions to break things up so that kids will engage in our lesson. We ask questions as forms of assessment, whether that is formally or informally. Hey, we want to know if kids are following what's going on. So we ask a, a lot of questions. You think about those classrooms that use a lot of whole group instruction. There's a lot of questions being asked. Sadly, only a few people are answering. And the purpose of that is simply to see, you know, are, is is somebody following where we want to go so that I can continue to go? Sometimes questions create a dialogue between the teacher and the student. And sometimes those questions become a, a, a basis of collaboration, a, a dialogue between students in pursuit of the answers to the teacher's questions or to the lesson's questions. So I'm going to recap and then I want to hear what you think, right? So we a lot of times we ask questions for engagement as a means of formal or informal assessment, as a way to in, create dialogue between a teacher and a student, and of course to create dialogue between students as they pursue answers to teachers' questions. You know, Grant, a couple people may be thinking, wait a minute, isn't that what we do when we ask questions? Isn't that something that we should be doing? Absolutely, that's something we should be doing. We need to have our students engage. We need to, to have formative and summative assessments happening because that in, increases our understandings of where our students are, right? So that we can continue to teach them. That's how our students should be taught. Um, it also, you know, that creation of the dialogue, of course, when we ask questions again, it goes back to assessment, right? It's formative assessment of what do they know, where they're, where they're, Things are not connecting. There, where is that disconnect? But where is that connection? So we can continue. And of course, I I always think of when we have students ask those questions. Right, it's the collaboration. We are getting them to go into some active learning and getting their voice heard in the room. But we need to go deeper. We need to understand and and develop those deeper questions because that's where we're going to hit that curiosity and wonder. So as we as we go throughout this season, we're not we, we will we will often talk about things that are aligned with good instruction, right? Asking questions for engagement is a form of good instruction. We want to then just shift that as it's appropriate to how we can then take and adapt that and twist it so that we can use that to cultivate curiosity and wonder. And one of the things that it says in our title, right, in this particular paradigm shift, use deeper questions. So we're going to divide this content into two pieces. First, we're going to talk about deeper questions, and then we're going to think about where should those questions even come from. So deeper questions, right, higher up on that intellectual, on that intellectual continuum. You know, I love the work of Norman Webb, you know, in 2002 when he kind of redefined you know, the depth of knowledge in from knowledge acquisition to knowledge augmentation. So one of the ways 
to shift when appropriate, to use deeper questions is, again, when it's appropriate, you shift the level of depth of knowledge required, right? You move from knowledge acquisition to application, to analysis, and to augmentation. And again, you do that not every time you ask a question. Sometimes a lesson is completely at DOK level one, knowledge acquisition. That's all good. And sometimes those questions that we ask are all about engagement and form, in, you know, for, formative assessment and a, a dialogue at that level. But then when we're ready to go deeper and we're ready to take that foundational knowledge and move it and start to cultivate the curiosity and wonder, it's going to require us to take that depth of knowledge level to a different pace. You know, exactly. We end our episode, each episode, with the question about what problem does do students want to solve today? Like, what problem does that student want to solve today? And of course, you have to have a DOK one and two, but this is where that question gets us really into number three and number four of knowledge analysis and knowledge augmentation. What are those concepts that I need to strategically think about so that I can understand and explain what is actually happening. But then when we get into that knowledge augmentation, it's really about what else can be done. But I need to think about it extensively first, so then I can figure out what strategies and what changes I can make that make the most sense to resolve this problem. So, you know, I was... (laughs) One of the, when, you know, when I was in college and I, you know, I was a, a, a French major and an English minor, English theater minor. Um, there was a, a professor in my undergraduate French program. Oh, it, he was like nails on a chalkboard. And of course, you know, there were only three or four professors in the entire program. So I had this man repeatedly <laughs> and <laughs> He wasn't even a kind man, so I I can't even say that I liked him. Um, And so, you know, luckily nobody knows where I went to school. Nobody knows who I'm talking about. And I'm sure he won't be listening to my, to, to, to this podcast, but, but you obviously he, he really grabbed onto this whole idea of why we ask questions. Right. And he was, he was really good at asking questions. He was really bad at how we use them. And so it felt like every time you went to his class, it felt like you were going in front of a firing squad because you were going to sit there in in this classroom and he was going to just drill for an hour and a half at a time. He was going to drill one question after another um, and he was going to choose who answered it. And it was all about trying to figure out either who hadn't read or who didn't understand or he was looking for the negative. It was always looking for the negative. It's always looking to show who didn't quite get something. And, you know, know, he would then explain. So, I mean, he wasn't a total ogre, but, but it was, it was, (laughs) but it was an uncomfortable, it was an uncomfortable use of questioning. And I'm not saying that that's what all of us do. We don't do that, you know, but you know, when when we fire off question after question after question after question after question and they come from us there is there becomes an element of you know 
can I answer that? Is he going to call on me? You know, and, and so does that alone cultivate curiosity and wonder? And I'm going to say no. So Grant, let me, let me ask you this because I have heard you speak French um, and you just speak beautifully and you've taught French correct all uh, you know, several over, decades because <laughs> i'm old over, no you've taught overseas too correct yes yes so let's let's talk about then some of that curiosity and wonder of how you became proficient and what professor like tapped into that for you and how was that different from what you just explained about the professor who is the firing squad professor. So I had the best teacher I've ever had at the same time in the same program. Um, and she, she was, well, she was, she's incredible. Um, but she had this way of just eliciting conversation from students in her classes. She used a lot of, you know, we all are going to ask a lot of questions. That's what we do. I mean, that's a, that's a central part of, 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 of good instruction. It's how you use them, why you use them, how you elicit. I remember one time watching her, someone was really struggling to to answer her and you know of course you know thinking deeply in a in a when you're trying to master a foreign language is not something that's easy to do and this person was <laughs> this person was struggling right and so um she just i'll never forget it she just walked over to that student and you know i probably wouldn't do this in 2022 but you know this was 40 years ago and she just put her hand one hand on the student's shoulder and another one on the side of her face, you know, in this really sweet, warm, grandmotherly, into, you know, and and just just pulled it miraculously from this from this student just by just by the nonverbals, just by the 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 cueing that she used, the connection that she made. It was it was just incredible, and she could do that whether she was teaching a language lesson whether she was teaching about literature i mean this was this was an amazing amazing human being who was able to spark she used her humanity to spark mm. curiosity and wonder in her students you know did she did she very and do some of the things that we're going to talk about in this season and beyond. Um, yes and no, but she used her humanity to cult to cultivate uh, to cultivate that, and it was it was pretty pretty powerful. And so he, here's something that I'm I'm hearing. You know, yes, she used the humanity. So of course, it goes back to her own curiosity and wonder about that student. She was curious by waiting for that answer by providing the time to not just say, yep, you don't know the answer and moving on. But that waiting because she had such a belief in her students that they could get there. And so that that piece of just providing those opportunities to allow the student a place to take a breath 
a belief in themselves that they've got this because they know that their teacher believes in them and it was safe to respond and take the time that was needed to respond, right? I mean, and so so when we elicited those responses from our students, how are we providing that opportunity for them to respond to those deep questions? And I think that that's how we also go deeper, right? That's also another shift that we need to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, is that that intellectual safety and support in order in order to get where where you needed to go? You know, as we think about questions, you know, one of the things that you know we were talking you know, we talked about at the beginning of the episode was, you know, what do we what do we what do we use a lot of questions for? The the, the next question, you know, and those are all good reasons, right? All good reasons. But as we think about using deeper questions and using questions that elicit. And and provoke or you know spar spur that thinking. The other question I would ask Jill is, where do really good questions come from? I think this is the shift. You know, this is the this is the big shift here. And what is um, that shift? Our, right, those questions need to come from our students. They are for the student. Like the questions we have should be for the students. It shouldn't be for us. It should be for the student. And they need to ask what they really want to know more about. So those really good questions are questions that come from where? From the student. There's a shift. (laughs) (laughs) There's a shift. Right. And and that goes back to so many of our paradigm shifts that we're talking about during this season, from the sage on the stage to the guide on the side, from pacing, from, you know, just all of these different pieces that we are really looking at in terms of shifting our paradigms. And it's hard, right? It is going to be a challenge because it's throwing out many of the things that we have been ingrained in doing for years and years and years. So here's some of those shifts and here's how we can do that. We can avoid that rapid fire of questions, right? We can just, we can wait and see what their questions are, but we can also ask the questions that matter. And I say that by, by when we say ask the questions that matter, Ask the question that helps move students through that process. It's not a continuation of or constancy of, hey, what's this? And did you read this? It's it's truly about coming alongside them, asking a question, hearing their response, and have them ask more questions based on that information. Because rapid fire elicits a quick response. It doesn't elicit deep thinking. So avoid rapid fire, ask questions that matter. You know, another one, another shift is to ask questions that take more exploration to answer. What do you mean you know, by think, that? Yes. So, you know, I think about question answer response, right? QAR. Uh, many people have, have are aware of that. They use that. Um, and so when you think about using the types of questions, the types of ways students answer questions, you want students to be thinking about 
questions that they take from the text, information from the text and their own experience and mirror them together or put them together. And so that they're able to take what they know and process that information to what it is that they're thinking about. And so those types of questions are going to get them once again to those higher levels. Um, it takes more to explore because they're they're using knowledge in multiple ways, right? They're using parts from a book that they may have read even a year ago to what they're learning now to what they've experienced and meshing those pieces together. So the types of questions we ask, we need to pay attention. So ask questions, not just to check for understanding, not just to engage, but to engage more deeply in content, to take their exploration further and to ask questions that require not an immediate answer, but some work before I can arrive at the answer to that question. So, you know, the last shift is really going to be asking fewer questions. Oh, that means I don't have to talk the whole day and I don't have to fill the air all day, every day, all day long. Absolutely. We want our students to ask the questions and pursue the answers because they are exploring once again what matters and is of interest to them. What matters and is of interest to them. When we do that, yes, that's going to help with engagement. Yes, that's going to help bring students alongside of us as we go. But when we ask fewer questions, it becomes their questions and the students are the ones learning. When we ask the questions, we're the learners. But when they ask the questions, they become the powerful questioner who are taking charge of their own learning. It's not you as the teacher telling them what they need to learn. So interestingly, certain ways of asking questions actually shuts down the cultivation of curiosity and wonder. And so we got to be really careful because just, just asking questions is not how we cultivate curiosity and wonder. It's it's shifting how we use those questions and how and the kinds of questions we ask and the sources of where those questions come from is going to help us. It, that's a paradigm shift to think about as we cultivate curiosity and wonder. I'm just going to recap those so that you don't have to hit re rewind and go back. You can just hear them one more time. The shift for questions, avoid rapid fire, ask questions that matter. Ask questions that take more exploration to answer. Ask questions not just to, not just, so we can still do it, but not just to check for understanding, but to engage them more deeply in content. And then finally, and probably the most important one, <laughs> ask fewer questions. <laughs> Get our students to the point where they can ask questions and they can pursue the answers because they're exploring what matters and is of interest to them concerning a specific topic. Curiosity and wonder must permeate every aspect of learning in our classrooms. Today, students' voice, autonomy, and drive must dictate how, why, and what we teach daily. When this happens, students engage and answer the big question. 
what in the world do I want to explore today? Are you looking for more ways to create a vibrant classroom filled with curiosity and wonder? Connect with us at AbundantlyCharged at gmail.com to determine how we can support your district or school with a powerhouse of professional learning opportunities. Thank you so much for joining us today. Until next time, let's remain Abundantly Charged. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Abundantly Charged. New episodes drop every Tuesday afternoon beginning January 3rd and running through March 7th. We'll take a short break and return with Season 4 in April. Join the Abundantly Charged virtual community. If you would like subscription information, email us at abundantlycharged at gmail.com. Abundantly Charged is a production of Students Matter, LLC, and Brilliance and Beyond, LLC. Our show's theme music is Something Different, written and performed by Revele and obtained through Soundstripe.com. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss an episode. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It can also be found on our website at https colon forward slash forward slash abundantly dash charged dot captivate dot fm forward slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, remember, let's remain abundantly charged.